Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Oh, hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am the host of the show and a human design reader. Welcome to the show. If you've never listened before, if you have listened before, welcome back. So today's episode is pretty simple. Um, I really wanted to talk about maintaining your vibration while you are on the go. So this is really pertaining to traveling, but this can be anything. This can be being out and about in the world, having to like go to different areas to work, whatever it is. This is all about how to maintain your vibration and how I've learned the hard way in many ways how to do this, being out and about and traveling and stuff like that and how not to just straight up lose my mind. So before I go into uh, the details of this episode and the five tips, I want to first talk a little bit about staying in alignment while traveling. It is kind of a thing. If you are somebody who is on the spiritual path and has been on the spiritual path for some time, you will know that when it comes to traveling, sometimes that can be a little tough. It's funny because a lot of people I know in spirituality, once they have, you know, are several years in a lot of times, once they've gotten to a place where they feel comfortable in their energy and they're in their daily practices and all of that, they can really feel like like this is my energy, right? Like they're really in this deep connection to their energetic vibration and they know when things start to go amiss, right? What is that a word? Um, when things start to kind of uh, go in the feel off in some way, shape or form. So I really want to speak to that because I know so many spiritual people that don't even like to leave their house. They're like, eh, like, and I can totally be like that sometimes where I just feel so good in my own energy that it's like, do I really want to go out into the world? But we have to remember that that's like literally what we're here to do. It doesn't mean you have to be the most, you know, extroverted person in the room, but as people doing this work, we are here to share our energy with the collective. So it's important that we get out and about and 
sometimes we have to travel and we have to go and do things that maybe aren't in our normal way of doing things when it comes to our rituals or our routines. And it can feel totally weird when you are used to, I don't know, getting up and doing your meditation and doing some yoga or eating a certain way or sleeping a certain way. And all of a sudden you are in a totally new environment around totally new people. And sometimes it can feel like really hard to maintain that. And I usually find this on a personal level. I find this when I'm traveling for quote unquote fun, right? Like when I'm with my significant other and we're like traveling and going out and about. Okay, I'm not talking about when you're traveling on a spiritual trip. That does not count, first of all, because that's so easy to maintain your vibration when you're on a spiritual vacation or journey. It is so easy uh, to you know, have a great time if you're going on a spiritual, spiritually based trip. But I'm more spo- more so speaking to when you have to go on that family vacation, when you have to go, you know, with the spouse around and not that it's like you have to, but it's like, okay, this isn't like a spiritual trip, but I'm here for it. Like, let's go make some memories, right? So I'm going to tell you just a quick five tips on ways that you can hold and maintain your vibration so you don't lose your damn mind when you're on vacation. Um, So the first one is to first and foremost, before you go on vacation, it's super important for you to set intentions. It's like one of the most important things I would say. It's top of the list for me. I like to actually print out my itinerary um, and put it on my altar. And when I do it, I write down my intentions in blue ink. I don't know why blue ink. I picked that up from somewhere that said blue ink. When you write in with blue ink, it's like really solidifies the intention, I guess. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just telling you what I've learned. So what I do is I print my itinerary and then I go ahead and I write my intentions down. And then when I write my intentions down, I put it on my altar. Now, if you're not somebody who has an altar, no problem. It's all good, but I have an altar. I have a place where I have my incense and my candles and my crystals, and I have a couple of statues to honor the goddesses that I work with. Right now, I'm looking at my statue of Isis and Artemis and Bridget. So I have these this beautiful altar, and what I do is I, put, I set my intentions, and I put my I put it right on there uh, so that it is there, and I can sort of put it in this way, and it's it's in a space where I feel like it's harnessing the energy and it's just up on like a pedestal in my mind. So I really love uh, doing this. I love the idea of creating this space for my in itinerary and setting the intentions before I go. It feels like I am solidifying what it is that I'm about to go do. So that's just the first tip that I have is to print your itinerary, write your intentions down in blue ink on your or itinerary and put it on your altar. That way you can start to harness energy of your altar and your crystals and all of that. Um, and you can really create that blessing. The second thing that I do when I'm 
out and I have landed or I've gotten to my destination, the first thing that I do is I clear the room. So when I walk into the room, I do it very consciously and I open up the windows if possible um, or turn on the fan in the room and I clear it out with some sage or Palo Santo or something like that. I open up all of the shades and windows and curtains and all of that and I really let in the light and the air, bring in some of those elements and I clear out the room. And when I clear out the room, I say an invocation. You can say what you like. I mean, you could just say, I, with, I set the intention to clear this room and remove all lower vibrational energies from this room. That's like very simple, right? Um, what I like to say is... Um, this place is of the highest light. This place is of the highest light. Only the highest vibration can be here. All else must go. So that is my sort of invocation for my room. I do also do it in my healing room and in my house when I'm saging and clearing this space before a sister circle group or whatever it is that I have going on. So it's just one thing to do. It's really quite nice to be able to do it that way um, and just have a simple invocation for clearing your space when you go out on vacation. You want to clear that room of any previous energies of whoever was there before you and just clear the space and be intentional with it. The second thing I do when I get to the room is I set up a mini altar on my table on my nightstand, whichever side of the bed that I choose, I find a space and I clear it off really nicely and I create a mini altar. So yes, I have a traveling altar. That's just something that I've learned to do in my travels. And I have some crystals that are really great crystals to travel with, meaning they don't, they're not going to break on me if I pack them. So they're like really like the polished kind of crystals are really fantastic for traveling. So I will go ahead and pack my crystals, pack my sage and my Palo Santo. If I'm really feeling the vibe and I have time, I'll pack um, a little, have a little bowl, a little um, brass bowl for water that holds water. And I usually will pack a teacup candle. So in that way, you're, you have all the elements with you, right? You have like sage or Palo Santo representing air, you have fire, you have water, and you have stones representing the earth. So this is what I do. If this is not some Thing you're into just I mean take what feels good to you and leave the rest I'm just telling you what I do in order to travel and still feel like myself and still be in my high vibrations and feel great about my traveling and be able to stay grounded so that actually grounded actually leads me to tip number three here tip number three is about making sure that you ground your earth star chakra when you are traveling yes you have an earth star our chakra, look it up. Okay. It's like a couple of feet, if I'm not mistaken, below you and we all have it. So basically what this is, is it's a chakra that we have that connects us to Gaia, connects us to earth. So when you are traveling, it's important to ground your earth star chakra to the magnetic pool and the area in which you are on the earth. So for example, recently I traveled to Nashville. So the first thing I did after I got everything all set up in my room is I went to, I always go to the local park or wherever it is the closest bit of land is where I can kind of be alone. And usually I look for a tree that sort of calls to me. So this is a super extra, you guys. If this is not something you are into, then fine. But this is just what I do. So the second thing I do, or the next thing I do is I find a tree. So I will find a beautiful oak 
oak or a beautiful tree that's just like amazing. And I'll go in and I really take my time. I'm not like rushing through this process, by the way. So I will take my shoes off and my socks off and I start to, by nature, I don't know why I do this, but I do this almost like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's like pushing the dirt, the grass with my feet. I don't know why I do that, but it's almost like I'm like feeling out a spot like underneath the tree. I will kind of walk around the tree, feel out like where I want to ground. And then I start to kind of like push the grass back with my feet, like pedal it out. And then once I feel like I've got like a really good spot underneath the tree, usually I always end up finding a spot that's like one of those grassy areas that's not like super grassy. It's kind of muddy almost a little bit, like the grass is sparse in that area. I always will typically find a spot like that where my feet can actually feel the mud in the cold earth. And that's what I do. I kind of like pedal around until I feel that earth. And then once I do, I get into a stance. I wish I can show you, but I practice Qigong. So I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I know basic poses, although I don't really know the names, but I go into some sort of like mountain pose. I'll just call it that where I sort of like really pay attention to my spine and just just my body. And I kind of just like to pull my head upward toward the sky and really straighten out my spine as much as possible and ground, feel my body pulling upward and then feel the earth beneath me. So it's like a whole thing, right? Like I like let, I let my arms, if you can imagine I'm standing, of course, but I let my arms sort of float out to the sides of my body a little bit as if I'm holding, I don't know, like a, I don't know what, what would be like a softball or like a volleyball underneath each armpit. It's like my arms are kind of floating outward. My palms are facing my body and I'm just really pulling my spine upwards towards the heavens and my head. And I'm letting the rest of my body kind of like fall into where it falls. And I do this process and I allow myself just to be in this space. And I honestly just like stand there for a while, probably for like five minutes. And I breathe, you know, and sometimes I'll like randomly feel like I want to shake. So I start to shake, shake my body. In Qigong, I believe they call it shaking the nine gates or something along the lines of that. But I just really shake. I feel like if, if I need to shake it off, I just do that. I allow myself to just kind of shake in different directions, wiggle my body around. Okay. And you really, okay. As far as like the public goes and all this, you really can't give a fuck. Okay. You guys like, you really can't pay attention to what people are doing. If they're looking at, you just can't give a shit. What I try to do is I try to find some place in the park that no one else is. Like, it's like usually way back behind in, it's like not populated at all. And it's great. But you will get people that kind of glance over sometimes. You just can't give a shit. You just have to focus on your aura and focus on your body. So that's what I do. And as I'm grounding, you know, I'm just like thinking my body and I'm thinking the air and thinking the earth and the tree. Thank you for the shade that you're giving me right now. Typically at that point, I'm going into some kind of Qigong moves. And obviously you can't see me. So I will go into all kinds of little movements, very slow breathing movements. You can implement some yoga or something like that if you like. But I do whatever I need to do to 
feel like I am part of that area. Like I am grounding into that earth and that is my fucking hood. Okay. Like I'm like, this is my shit now. That's how I feel. Like I'm like, I just, yes, I just landed one hour ago, but this is like my shit. Like I know this place I'm grounded into this energy and I'm feeling it. Now I just want to segue into something that I didn't even write down, but I'm just going to tell you sometimes you can pick up on the anxiety of a place. So this is, if you're just like, really like I've had this happen where I ground into a place and then I've actually okay I'll just tell you a quick story so when I was in Nashville I was in a park I just park near me in Google Maps that's what I always do I'll just say park near me and so I put in park near me I just went to this fucking park it looked amazing one tricky thing about um in Nashville is that there's a lot of like gentrification going on and I mean you can be in an area where it looks like these homes are like big and beautiful and awesome and you can go to the park and be like holy shit like this is probably not the safest place to be. So that's what happened to me. Okay. I'm segueing into a story quick, but I promise it'll make sense. So I ground into the area, right? This was my first day there. And I'm noticing all the sketchiness all around me. And my mom is from New York. Okay. She was born and raised in Brooklyn. And she told me alone when I was a kid, she would always say, you always keep one eye open. You always look around you. She's like, don't be paranoid. It's not about being paranoid. It's just about, you got to know your surroundings, like know who's around around you know where everybody is. And so I always have that like I always know where everybody is around me not in a paranoia way, but I'm just aware of my surroundings. So anyway, I'm grounding in this park in Nashville, and I'm noticing all this sketchy shit, right? I'm like, Oh, boy, like I there's like a total drug deal going on. There's this dude like driving around like on this like bike that looks like it could belong to his niece. It's just like a whole thing happening. Meanwhile, there's like these 100 probably like $500,000 properties like all around me, like these big, huge mini mansions. I'm like, okay, this is strange. But anyway, so when I leave the place, I feel grounded AF. Like I feel like, boom, I'm here now. I'm present. I'm in the moment. I don't feel floaty or high or anxiety or anything. But then after I like start to drive, I start to feel this like underlying anxiety. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I just felt great. Why am I feeling this? So I tune in to my spirit and I can sense immediately it's from the park the anxiety of being in the park in a, in an area that's unsafe. So I just choose right in that moment to call in my guides. And this is just something I do. You don't have to do this if you don't want to, but I don't, I don't have time to do my own personal clearing at, in this very moment of this story I'm telling you. So I call in my guides and I'm just like, you know, God source universe. I'm calling in um, benevolent ancestors, benevolent angels that watch over me, benevolent guides. I ask that I give you permission mission to work on my energy field. And usually when I do that, they'll give me a time. So they'll right away show me like 32 minutes or whatever. And they'll just say, this is how long it's going to take like to clear your field. So I just kind of just have that in my awareness, like, okay, cool. Like they're going to clear my field for the next like 32 minutes. And I allow them access to my energy. And I just say, clear my field of any lower vibrational energies of any anxiety or anything that I picked up is not mine. I just send it down to the core of the earth for alchemization. And I send love to everybody, you know, who had this energy or whatever. I do some kind of blessing. So that's what I do. And I just wanted to segue into that because when you ground your earth chakra into new places, you can sometimes pick 
pick up on the other underlying kind of vibe of the area as well. So being conscious of where you ground is also kind of nice to just make sure you're doing it somewhere pleasant and not somewhere that's already like a highly like violent area or something like that. Okay, so back to that was my tip number four, which was ground your earth star chakra. So now I'm shifting to my last tip here. Okay, like I know this is a quick episode, but I just want to give you guys that guys this because this is something that I, I do and a friend of mine was asking me about it. And I'm like, okay, this is a podcast episode, like it could help somebody out while they're traveling or when they're having to go to family events or whatever. Okay, so Number five is to the last tip that I have when you are exploring earth around you and you're having to go into different places and be around different people. The last and final tip I have is to fill your cup up first. It is so important that you fill your own cup up first. It's imperative that you do this because when you're on vacation and you got your kids with you, you got the hubby doing the X, Y, and Z, you will snap if you do not start to fill your cup up. You might not always be able to do it first Although I highly recommend that you train everyone around you to know that mom needs to fill her cup up first or that you need to fill your cup up first before you deal with anybody. I promise you when they see that side of you, they'll be like, oh, we want you to go meditate first before you come deal with us (laughs) because you're way more pleasant afterwards when you do. So that what I'm saying right now too, it kind of goes back to that old saying like people will treat you the way that they know how to treat you. That goes with your family as well when you're on vacation and your friends and your coworkers as well when you're on vacation. They want to experience the best version of you. They do. They truly do want to experience the best version of you. And the way that you can help them to experience the best version of you is to fill your cup up first. So that can manifest in so many different ways, right? Like what does it mean to fill your cup up first? Maybe you just need 20 minutes to yourself, like right when you wake up instead of like somebody being in your face and you need to train people around you that that's what you need and just let that be your truth. I feel like there's so many things that we allow to just let happen in our life just because that's how our moms did it or that's just what expect what's expected of us. But we really have to open our minds up to the fact that our energetic vibration is affecting the people around us. So how can we show up in a way that's going to affect people in a positive way? And if all it takes is 20 minutes to yourself right when you wake up or doing some yoga, escaping to do some yoga. Believe me, everybody around you, when they see how much better they you are, they're going to encourage this from you. They're going to want you to go out and take that time for yourself. It's just about you putting the stake in the ground and saying, no, this is what I need. So these five tips podcast type of like things have been doing really well. So I wanted to do another one. So uh, just to kind of wrap up this episode, I want to re go through the five tips in case you forgot. And this is all about how to master and stay in alignment while traveling or being in a work environment or any of that kind of stuff. The first thing or family, friends, being out and about in the world, this is how you sort of stay in alignment while traveling. So the first one is to, like I mentioned, set your intention before the trip. That's number one. Number two is sage and clear your room. It's really important. It's so important to do it. Number three is to set up an altar in your hotel or just hang something 
in your hotel that reminds or wherever you're staying that brings in your own spirituality, your own divinity. It doesn't matter if it's a feather that you usually have hanging in your house. Bring in something spiritual that reminds you of your connection. And just by having that, it's going to make a difference. Just by you seeing it, just by it being in your area, in your physical room or environment, you will feel the difference if you just bring that spirituality with you, bring that altar with you into your hotel room or wherever it is that you are staying. Number four is to ground your earth star chakra. So just being sure to ground that chakra wherever you are, and then being sure to do that energetic maintenance and don't forget to call in for help. That's what our guides and our guardians are here to do. They're here to protect our energy field of any lower vibrational energies that come through or help us clear it out when we don't have time. Uh, That's literally what our guardians are here to do. So put them to work. They will love you for it. Um, The light beings are just here and ready to swoop in and help us. So don't forget to call in guidance from those benevolent ancestors or angels or guides uh, whenever you feel you need extra help. Number five in the fifth and final thing is the fill your cup up first. So just be being sure to put yourself first, your energy first, and not being afraid to do whatever it is that you need to do to help yourself, you in and of yourself, your energetic field to be where it needs to be in order for things to continue to fall into alignment. It's only when our energy falls out of alignment that shit starts to take place, right? And it's just like, man, like, why is this one thing after another? It's not in alignment. The moment you get yourself back into alignment, you can then at that very point proceed forward with your trip or your vacation or whatever it is that you're going to do next. And it's everything's going to feel in greater flow. And that's really what we're here to do is live in flow with God, source, universe, all that is. So I will leave that here and I hope that these five tips while traveling or doing the damn thing out in the world really help you all out. I will be sure to list everything below in the show notes as well and I will see you on the very next episode of the She's a God podcast. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.